Welcome to the MMM Podcast in partnership with Click Health. Click Health. On today's episode, I think it's how do you actually create quantifiable results? How do you make yourself a hero by doing what others couldn't with the same tools and then becoming a change agent in your own organization by being able to share with others, hey, I've knocked down those barriers. I've proved that it can be done within these walls and anyone that has issues has already been placated. Hi there and welcome to the MMM podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien. I'm the digital editor at MMM and I'm eager to be joined today by a very special guest, Ryan Slipikoff, Chief Transformation Officer at Click Health. Ryan, how are you doing today? Excellent. It's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you as well. And I'm glad that we're going to have this conversation. You know, a word that gets thrown around a lot in the industry is omni-channel and kind of where it's all going and where it's been. I'm curious from your perspective, we can start off the conversation, maybe what some of the biggest challenges are as they relates to innovation and capability support that they want. Yeah. I mean, specifically uh, for, for, for the pharmaceutical industry, it's, it's a particular challenge because Omnichannel is really the antithesis of how they're structured. When you think about the, the structure of life sciences company, it's typically brand by brand and then a bunch of shared services that are functionally oriented around those. As you move towards uh, Omnichannel, it's how do you evolve from thinking about your discipline and thinking about your channel and function to thinking about putting the customer at the center and then orchestrating an experience around that? It's a tremendous shift in terms of people, process, platforms, and even culture. Absolutely. And I guess that kind of begs the question for those in our audience, maybe your peers that are listening, how brands are able to overcome those challenges, because I'm sure that they want to be on the forefront and be everything and every everything to their uh, to their potential consumers. But there are a lot of challenges that come in the way. So how are they able to go about that? Where are some effective strategies? Yeah, I mean, most brand marketers are frustrated. They look around and they see them as a consumer. You see all these fantastic experiences that our other industries are able to provide. So you know that it's possible, right? You also have seen that kind of the evolution has happened. You used to work brand by brand, would work with their agency and have them handle everything end to end for them. Now we've now you know, their companies want to own the technology, own the data. And as they've done that, the whole job description of a marketer has changed, right? They're now respect, expected to do a, a lot more uh, operational work, technical and data work than they ever have before. And, you know, it can be very frustrated. And at the same time, they, they say, we're still not putting out these amazing experiences that I see as a consumer. So I think the nature of the partnerships that they that that brands are partnered with it's not just a matter of asking their agencies to take on more typically agencies don't have the technical and data rigor required to satisfy those enterprise requirements and so it's finding someone that can kind of live in both worlds and translate across right to bridge the gap between brand needs from a scientific you know, uh, perspective as well as a business perspective, and then making sure they're getting the most out of those enterprise services. So they're helping the enterprise to focus on what do these brands actually need from a use case perspective and from a business perspective? And then how do we enable that as simply and efficiently and effectively as possible? And then make sure that the, that you're not only focused on the right things, but that the adoption of those new capabilities is really high. So you're actually getting value out of them. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I know these are some of the things that you had talked about recently at our uh, MMM Transform event. And I kind of wanted to pivot the conversation a little bit in terms of maybe what brands should know about their shared services colleagues' perspective on things. You know, obviously, it's important to have buy-in from across the board. So what should they know on that front? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. When I, the, the flip side of the coin of what we talk about from a, from a brand perspective is from an IT or a marketing operations perspective, they're thinking about, they're frustrated too, right? Because they're saying, hey, I'm building you all these things. I'm handing them to your agency and your agency doesn't do anything with them. Or you're junking up my data because you don't quite get it. Um, and so for them, their perspective is really one of how do I build something that's simple, that's scalable, that's going to meet your needs and that I can support because I'm ultimately the one left holding the bag to support all of these functions uh, and make you satisfied, right? Because, you know, saying things to me like, you know, personalization and omnichannel, these are not requirements that IT can action on. And, and that's why you need to kind of someone, an intermediary that can understand both perspectives and translate across. I think IT is frustrated because they get blamed a lot of the times. You didn't buy the right tool. That's almost never the right answer. Um, it may not be configured for the realities of what a brand needs or what an agency needs. But it, but typically when transformation fails and when capabilities don't come to fruition, it's very seldom about the tool as and much more so about how those tools were selected, implemented, the people side of things and how, how they were configured for, for use. So taking a step back here for a second, how can brands lead and outpace the organization? That, that's a great question. I, I think starting small and, def- and getting a de- well-defined win is really important there and not trying to go their own way, which is very tempting and just saying, I'm just going to let my agency do it, go back to the old school way, but rather to, to have someone that can understand and empathize with those shared services partners and say, listen, you've built something great here. With a little bit of adaptation, I can prove that you build a great thing and I'm going to unlock the value of it because I believe in what you did here and building that kind of partnership. You know, um, I recently did a, did a um, speaking event with, with a partner uh, from Santa Fe and they're, they're everyone. The biggest question I was asked there is, how did you do this in these walls? Right. We've been trying to chase this for five years to get to a single view of customer. And the answer was simple. Like we were tempted too, to go go big. Right. Especially once we started seeing these fantastic results that were immediately applicable to the uh, business. But the secret there was if we try to go big, A, it gets threatening and B, your chances of failure are high. So so start with something concise with an easy to uh, define win in terms of I save this money. I identified this problem. I, I created Lyft by doing this. Then, then prove it out, build the business case, and justify further partnership and action, uh, as opposed to trying to kind of go either go rogue and go your own way, or try to boil the ocean. Yeah, no one wants to boil the ocean. I can I can tell you that from some of the leaders I've spoken to. But on the point that you talk about there with results, how can you prove that it was successful? You know, what are some of maybe the KPIs or metrics that you can point back and say, oh yeah, that was what we were going for. Yeah, I mean, in in that particular instance, right, of single view of customer, it was identifying um, a a really important segment that they were really over-indexing on and actually bombarding across brands because the brands couldn't see what the other brands were doing in terms of multiple indications targeting a single specialist. In in that case, it was extremely... um, we, We identified that, look, at a certain saturation point, you should just stop. Stop messaging. 
Stop investment, investing in content. Stop investing in channels. They're covered. That saved us money that we could then reallocate to other channels and other segments. Um, and, and then we actually used AI to identify what is our next best investment so that we could make the, best, the smartest moves with that um, money that we freed up. So there was a savings and then there was a, a, a intelligent allocation of those savings. And when you look at it from that perspective, I mean, like, what is the value of that success? I mean, it's great to be able to say that we generated savings and we're on the right trajectory. But like when you're asked to say, you know, how do you quantify that? You know, what, what do you say to that question? Yeah, I mean, I guess we just look at the at point we tur- where we turned off the spend for that segment and then b- t- took that money and reallocated. it. So we b- could basically identify a, a um a, a significant amount of savings that from stopping that spend. And then we could also identify the lift that occurred from the additional spend that we made in those other areas. Then there's the personal aspect, right? For the brand, that brand leader, she's become a hero in her organization. Multiple other, uh, other indications and other uh, brands across the organization have followed suit. And now the, now even uh, enterprises looking because they're like, wow, you kind of like, value hacked this work that we were doing. We've been working on it and we built this great foundation that we really believe in, but you figured out how to actually have it make a business impact. And that, is, that, and that ultimately says we did the right things all along, even though we weren't seeing a business impact. So I think it's, how do you make, how do you actually create quantifiable results? How do you make yourself a hero by doing what others couldn't with the same tools and then becoming a change agent in your own organization by being able to share with others, hey, I've knocked down those barriers. I've proved that it can be done within these walls. And anyone that has issues has already been placated. We've already satisfied those questions of what if or why here or can it be done on our tech or with our data? Like we did it. I like that term too, that you use value hack. I think that's something that I might have to start incorporating a little bit more into my own lingo, but I'm curious if there's anything else as it relates to examples around this topic that maybe our audience should be aware of, you know, obviously they look to click as one of the industry leaders on that front, but is there anything else that, you know, other leaders need to know about? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I think with a, an, in a, in a different example that I had brought up at that same, uh, speak speaking event, um, of yours, uh, when, when, when we was talking about working with a, a brand that was, uh, kind of late in, late in life, they had said all they had to say and being able to reallocate their money. There's no sense in creating new creative to say the same message again. So we reallocated that those funds and atomized their existing content, right? Making it easy for make, giving them a wealth of content modules that could be then reassembled into new net new experiences based on the wants, needs and behaviors of a visiting HCP or consumer. And, and in doing that, again, value hacking what they had so that they can unlock the power of personalization to scale. And that's something that that organization, which is a different company, was never able to do despite having huge in, uh, investments in technology. I mean, they had some of the best tech I've ever seen. And yet at the same time, their ability to deliver personalization, even within channel was nil, uh, let alone across channels or even understand that cross channel experience and orchestrate it. So we were able to show with this brand, which was kind of the, you know, it was a, it was an old, an old dog. So this is, oh, I shouldn't say that. It, it was a, you know, an LOE brand, which isn't exactly the shiny star of the organization, um, but helping that brand leader to really become 
a, a value hacker and a leader, a champion of change within their organization because they were able to do what others couldn't. And in doing so, they knocked down the MLR barriers and proved that they were able to do it. And, and actually, we retooled MLR for this. We proved that it could be done on that their tech and with their data and with all their multitudes of partner ecosystems that they had in place. No, it's very exciting, especially be able to deliver results and you know say here's here's what we got. So it's yeah. awesome. Well, Ryan, I really appreciate you being on the show here and uh, certainly being able to share along your insights. My pleasure. It was great speaking with you. 